شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة والملائكة وأولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على عبده ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه جميعنا ما بعد سبستلون القصاص الجنايات talking about the قصاص and قصاص again is a retribution you can translate I didn't translate it last week actually it's translated as retribution I think or يعني you can translate it as يعني punishment for revenge kind of punishment it says وكل شخص جرى القصاص if the three books for the sisters how are we going to give it? Whoever attend the most lessons, inshallah, they can they can get it first. وكل شخص وكل شخصين وكل شخصين جرى القصاص بينهما في النفس يجري بينهما في الأطراف. طيب so القصاص is revenge or retribution. Someone harms someone else, then that same harm is to be incurred upon that person as well. Allah says in the Quran, ولكم في القصاص حياة يأول الألباب لعلكم تتقون. That in in قصاص in retribution. There is life because when someone he is threatened to be punished for what he does, then he's going to be is more likely to not commit such a crime, right? And therefore, Allah says that in in this retribution there is life, even though sometimes it can be through execution, through the government taking away someone's life. But in this situation, but when that happens, it brings about more life by stopping other people from taking people's lives. So from this, we understand that the intention of the Sharia when it comes to the hudud and the qisas, the punishments, is to as a deterrent. Is to deter people from committing such crime. That's what it is. ولذلك we have the the principle in the Sharia, and this is an important principle that the Sharia لا تتشوف إلى إقامة الحدود. The Sharia does not look to inflict the punishments. Sharia does not look to inflict the punishments. ولذلك إنه have the principle that the إجماع there is إجماع upon and the Hadith is weak but it's a principle that there is no difference of opinion amongst the scholars on that is تدرأ الحدود بالشبهات that whenever there is any inkling of a doubt or there is some doubt there is some doubt then the punishments are not they don't take place يعني someone there's evidence that he's done it but there's a doubt that he maybe he didn't do it then we take the doubt that he didn't do it okay the punishments they are not intended to be as a punishment to just to inflict upon the people or to cause pain to the people but it is to re- deter people from committing the crime that's why Allah says وَلَكُمْ فِي الْقِصَاصِ حَيَاتٌ يَا أُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ that in قصاص, in retribution there is there is life and the, the essence of it is أَنَّ النَّفْسَ بِالنَّفْسِ وَالْعَيْنَ بِالْعَيْنِ وَالْأَنْفَ بِالْأَنْفِ وَالْأُذُنَ بِالْأُنِي وَالسُنَّ وَالسِنَّ بِالسِنِّ وَالْجُرُوحَ قِصَاص that there is a soul for a soul soul for a soul وَالْأَنْفَ بِالْأَنْفِ A nose for a nose وَالْأُذُنَ بِالْأُذُنِ Ear for ear وَالسِّنَّ بِالسِّنِّ And a tooth for a tooth وَالْجُرُوحَ قِصَاص And when there is juruh and there is a harm or there is a, an injury caused by someone else then there is qisas, there is retribution that person, that same injury is caused to him and we're going to go into the details of that today inshaAllah ta'ala So he says وَكُلُّ شَخْصَيْنِ جَرَى الْقِصَاصُ بَيْنَهُمَا فِي النَّفْسِ يَجْرِي بَيْنَهُمَا فِي الْأَطْرَافِ Remember last lesson we mentioned that certain people <laughs> They are not equal to the other, to the person to another person. Therefore, if this person commits a crime on the other person, then there is no qisas. For example, what did you say? The father 
for the son. Yani if the father commits a crime on the son, then the father is not executed for his son, right? Even though the sin is still there, it's a huge sin, and uh, it's the same as the sin of murder, and uh, all, yani the person it will be held accountable for it, but there's no qisas on him. There's no qisas on him. طيب, when there, whenever there is two people who are, if, he, if this person was to kill the other person, then there will be qisas, then this punishment or then this qisas also applies to the body parts. So body parts isn't just for killing, but it's, I mean, qisas is not just for killing, but it's also for body parts. Like we mentioned, eye for eye, uh, tooth for a tooth, right? Nose for a nose, ear for ear, right? وَشَرَائِطُ وُجُوبِ الْقِصَاصِ فِي الطَّرَفِ How do we deal with the body parts when it comes to the qisas? بَعْدَ الشَرَائِطِ المذكورة إثنان After the condition that we already mentioned are two conditions. الْإِشْتِرَاكَ فِي الْإِسْمِ الْخَاصِ يعني the body part that is executed, the body part that is taken from the one who took someone else's body part has to be the same body part. يعني you can't take someone's hand for his leg. Someone cut off someone else's hand. So you take off his leg. No, you take off his hand. Right? That's qisas. If the person wants. يعني if someone t- cuts off someone else's hand, then he goes to the court. And the court, when they affirm that this person actually done the crime, then his punishment is that that same hand is taken off that person as well, if he wants. And if not, then he has the, takes the dia. Or he can forgive. <laughs> he says, what, the second condition is, وَالْيُمْنَا بِالْيُمْنَا وَالْيُسْرَى بِالْيُسْرَى So the right is, is for the right. يعني right leg for right leg. Right foot for right foot. Right hand for right hand. Left leg, وَالْيُسْرَى بِالْيُسْرَى Left for left. You understand that? Is that clear, guys? وَالْيُسْرَى بِالْيُسْرَى It's easy. وَأَلَّا يَكُونَ بِأَحَدِ الطَّرَفَيْنِ شَلَلٍ it shouldn't be paralyzed. Yani if someone with a hand that is not paralyzed, he cuts off someone else's hands that is paralyzed, then yes, he's committed a crime and he has to pay the dia, but he's not, he's not going to get his hand cut off for it because the hands are not the same. Because this one's paralyzed, this one's alive. And Imam Shafi'i says, shalal mot. He said that par- par- being paralyzed is like death. So it's as if that hand is dead. right? So therefore, it doesn't take that same ruling. He doesn't get qasas for it. No doubt the sin is still there, but there is no... Uh, cutting of the hand If he cuts off a hand of someone that's paralyzed But he still has to pay the dia We're going to speak about dia In this lesson inshallah What body parts If someone else cuts off Are they allowed to now Go to the court to cut off To get their, hand, their, their body part cut off It is anywhere that has a joint Any body part that has a joint Every body part that has a joint, then that is the body part that is taken from a person when it's taken to a law court, to the court of law. And if, for example, someone cuts off someone's hand from the wrist, then his hand is cut off from the wrist. But we don't say that if someone, if for example, someone breaks someone's hand or saws it off from the, from the arm, then it's not a joint. So therefore, there's no qisas there. There's no qisas there. What, what is there then? There is, the hand is taken off and the rest there is. Which is, they pay the money for that. We're going to go into what hukuma is. Okay? Why? Why is it only the joint? Because you can't be exact with other things. And if he takes from this part of the hand, the bone, then you're not going to be exact with it. You might make a huge mistake that will take off the whole body, for example. As for the joint, then it's exact. It can be made, it will be, it will be equal. Is that clear? What if like, someone cuts off the other person's head? Like, how would the person, like, say if they want, like, say if they get taken to court, how would they say, 
Forgive him. Is it possible to the family? No, it's, it's possible to the family. If someone, someone is killed, then it's possible to the family for them to ask if they're forgiven or not. In an Islamic country. Mm. Given that situation, would they be killed in the same way? Everyone, yeah, yeah, generally, if someone, the, the, person is, the person is executed the way he committed the crime. Okay. We have the hadith of the Jariyah, the young girl, he was killed by a, a Jew man uh, by placing her head between two rocks and smashing it. So that happened to, the, to that man as well. And we have the hadith of Al-Uraniyin, where they stole the camels of the family of the, of the Prophet and they stole the camels and they... Cut off the, the they cut off the body parts of the the the, the farmers I mean the, the the shepherds, and they put in their eyes hot iron. So that's what they that's what they done to the, to those farmers of the Prophet So that's what happened to them, right? So yeah, will do is qisas equal equal punishment. Right? Um, you mentioned that the hudud in terms of execution is always done by taking the head off. So, in the case when he's killed the person, how do you know when to do the hudud taking it? Yeah, and sometimes, we said the hudud generally is by execution through uh, the head. Um, and it's, it's when it can be, uh, that's done in that way, when it can be يعني, certified exactly how he done it. Exactly, if, so if, if we know he done it in a certain way, then that way it's done to him in that way. If we don't exactly know, then it's by the sword. There is no qisas when it comes to jirah, when it comes to injuries. Someone injures you, if someone hits you and makes you bleed, for example, then you don't go to court and that person also gets hit to make him bleed. Why? Why? Same principle that you mentioned with the joint. Because you can't, do, you can't inflict the exact same harm. You, you can, but it's very hard to make sure that you inflict the exact same harm. So the only time that there is, is done is when it's a joint. Or, illa fil mudiha, except for al mudiha. Al mudiha is an injury where the bone of the head is, 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 it becomes apparent. Yeah, and you injure someone to the point that their bone becomes clear. They see the bone is seen now. In that case, they can, they can inflict the same harm on that person. Therefore, al mudiha, he is given qisas for it. As for any other injuries, then no. There is ta'zir, the, the, the court, they, they, they consider how the person is. Um, punished, they can be imprisoned or anything like that. Now we're talking about the diya, which is when someone um, commits a crime, whether it's jinaya, someone does a jinaya on someone else, uh, and he uh, oppresses someone else physically, then remember we have a choice. You have qisas where you can have that same thing happen to that person who done it to you. He hurt you, you can, he gets hurt as well with you, eye for eye. That's the first uh, situation. Second choice is you can take the, the, the money, the dia. So what is the dia that you take? And the third choice is to forgive. And Allah says in the Quran, But whoever forgives, then it will be a, 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 a kafara, it will be an um, expiation for you. And if you forgive someone, then it will be expiation of your sins. The scholars, they mention that. The expiation is that whatever you forgive them for, that body part will be free from the hellfire. Yeah, and if you forgive them for a hand, then your hand will be free from the hellfire. And if you forgive them for killing, then your whole body will be saved from the hellfire. That's the huge reward of forgiving. Of forgiving and stopping the execution from, something, from happening. And that's what the scholars mentioned in Tafsir of the Ayah. Now. Um, I was going to ask, 
is intention a condition when um, somebody commits a harm against someone, that somebody harms someone in a way that um, they can take retribution from? So, for example, no. say if you cut someone's hand, but somehow it's like unintentional, like it was in a factory or something, mm-hmm. it's like a little mistake or something. Yeah, now is intention considered when it comes to these hands and stuff like that? Yes, remember, that's like killing. Someone there's, there's on purpose, there's half shibh and there's khata. So you said if you done it on purpose, then it's qisas. If you didn't do it on purpose, then there's diya. The diya, you have to pay the penalty. Whether you done it on purpose or not, you still have to pay the penalty. Because the, the intention isn't looked for when it comes to diya. The intention is looked for when it comes to qisas. Okay. طيب, the diyat, now. Shibh amd is khata. Shibh khata. You can say both. Shibh Amd. Um, I was going to ask during that lesson, um, say for example you cook meal for itself, for example, and the person who consumes it is allergic to the food. If you cook a meal and the person is allergic to the food, and they get a reaction and because of that they say, And they die because of the food. Yeah. Allah the diya is two types. Remember we took last lesson, right? There is the heavy diya and the light diya. فَالْمُغَلَّضَ مِئَةٌ مِنَ الْإِبِلِ It is 100 camels. The, the diya is always 100 camels, right? When it comes to a whole soul, a whole human being, someone is, is 100 camels. 100 camels, uh, if it is مُغَلَّضَ, if it is heavy diya, when is مُغَلَّضَ given? The heavy one. When it's intentional killing, right? Then it is three parts. ثَلَاثُونَ حِقَّةٌ وَثَلَاثُونَ there is uh, 30 hiqqa and 3-year-old camels, 30 jadha, 4-year-old camels, and 40 pregnant camels, right? That's the heavy deer, right? Did I make a mistake? What did I say? Did I say two? Sorry? 43-year-old, 44-year-old and 20 pregnant. Is that what I said? Maybe it was about the book, huh? Allah no. thirty hiqqa wa thalathuna jadha and thirty jadha wa arba'una khalifa and forty pregnant camels. When mukhafafa min al ibil, as for the light dia, which is when it's an accident, then it is in five parts. Twenty hiqqa and twenty jadha, so twenty three year old. 24-year-old, وَعِشْرُونَ بِنْتِ لَبُونَ 20 بِنْتِ لَبُونَ, which is 2-year-old, وَعِشْرُونَ بِنَ لَبُونَ and 22-year-old who are male, وَعِشْرُونَ بِنْتِ مَخَاضَ and 21-year-old camels, she camels. فَإِنْ أَعْوَزَتِ الْإِبِلِ If there's no camels, إِنْ تُقِلَتْ إِلَى قِيمَتِهَا Then the value of the camels given instead. وَقِيلَ يُنْتَقَلُ إِلَى أَلْفِ دِينَارِ and it is said that you give instead of the, uh, the, the, the value of these camels, you give 1,000 dinar or 12,000 dirham. And that is 1,000 dinar is 1,000 gold coins. Uh, and that is approximately 80 pounds. Approximately a dinar. Or 12,000 dirham. وَإِنْ غُلِّضَتْ زِيدَ عَلَيْهَا الثُّلُثِ if the diya now is غُلِّضَتْ is made extra. So remember the diya is 100 camels, right? Sometimes the diya can be made extra. When? It's going to mention here. زِيدَ عَلِيهَا الثُلُثِ Then you add one third. So instead of 100 camels, you add 130 camels. One third. Why? What? Yeah, one third of 100. You add one third. When the, the crime is even is worse. When is the crime worse? وَتُغَلَّضُ دِيَةُ الْخَطَئِ فِي ثَلَاثَةِ مَوَاضِعِ 
when three situations. Number one is إذا قتل في الحرم. If someone kills in the haram, someone kills in the haram of Mecca, then the diya is one third more. And this is from the qada of the Sahaba. A lot of the things in, in jinayat are, all, are from the judgments of the Sahaba, Umar ibn Khattab, Uthman the Khali, the Khulafa, and Ibn Abbas and Ibn Mas'ud and other ulama. They mention these uh, evidences. إذا قتل في الحرم, if he kills in the haram of Mecca, or في الأشهر الحرم, or he kills in the sacred months of, 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 the, of the year. We have sacred months of the year, which are? Four, which are? Dhul Qa'da, which we're coming into in 15 days, inshaAllah. Dhul Hijjah, Al Muharram, and Rajab Mudar, Alladhi Bayna Jumada wa Sha'ban. Rajab, the month of Rajab. Three of them are in a row, which is Dhul Qa'da, Dhul Hijjah, and Muharram, and Rajab. Is by itself uh, the one that is between Jumad al Akhirah and Sha'ban. If someone accidentally kills someone during this time, then the, then the diya is Mughalladah, it's extra. Why? Because it is a disrespect of the time or, or it is a crime that is committed in a sacred time. It's a crime that is committed in a sacred time. Or a sacred place like the Haram. Or he kills a family member. Killing a family member again, the diya is extra because of the evil of such a crime. Then he says, The next thing about the diya is the diya of the woman is half the diya of the of the man. The diya of the woman is half the diya of the man. So if a, if a woman is killed and they don't want qisas, they don't want that person to be executed, then the, they take the diya. But they take the diya of half, which is 50. Why is it? We're trying to say that this is Islam is sexist or no. First of all, we have to understand a few things. Number one, this is what the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned the kitaba in the kitab that he wrote to that it was written to Amr ibn Hazm. Okay, that the Prophet sallallahu Amr ibn Hazm he wrote it was wrote, it was written to the Prophet from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the rulings pertaining to the diyat to the diya. So therefore, this is the rule of Allah, and the rule of Allah subhanahu wa taala is always best. And upon the Muslim is nothing other than to taslim, submit to the rule of Allah. Allah says in the Quran. Who is better than Allah when it comes to ruling for people who are certain in the deen of Allah? If a, if a person, he was certain about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he knows that Allah azza wa is the most just and he's never going to oppress anyone. Is he going to have any bad thoughts of the ruling of Allah? Never. Never. There is no one better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it comes to the ruling then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for those who know about this, Allah says in the Quran, is Allah not the most just of those who rule? Of course he is, no doubt. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the believers, It is not befitting for a believing man or believing woman. Notice how he calls them mu'min and mu'mina. Believing, iman, the person who has true iman. It is not befitting him. For a believing man or believing woman. When Allah and His Messenger they make a ruling that they have any choice in this ruling. If Allah and His Messenger says it, then no doubt that's the best ruling. And Allah says, If Allah says, The only thing that the believing man says when he hears about the ruling of Allah and the Messenger of Allah is that they say, We hear and we obey. We don't ask, we don't necessarily need to know why. Even though there, might, there are reasons, there are always wisdoms behind it, always, no doubt there's a wisdom behind everything. Like in a person, believer, he should submit first. Then you can ask for the wisdom, why? Maybe because he wants further knowledge. Like in he submits in the first place. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya amanu, Allah wa wa ulil amri minkum. Oh, you have, you have iman. Obey Allah. 
and obey the messenger and the rulers who are amongst you. But if you have any difference of opinion amongst you, then in any ruling, go and returning to Allah and His Messenger if you truly believe in Allah, Allah and the last day. That's best for you. And a, best, and a better end goal. And it's better for you to go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah Azza wa Jal, His ruling is always the best. And this is the reality of the believer. He knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if he doesn't understand the wisdom behind something, he knows that the ruling of Allah is always better, no doubt, okay? And that's why, and that's, that's to do with your Iman. That's to do with the asal of your foundation of your Iman. And let, and let me give you an example to make it a bit close to you guys. If someone said, for example, for example, let's say, someone, he says, I know the ins and out of this house. I mean, there's a house and I know everything about, that, about this house. And you say, I believe you. I believe that you know everything about this house. And he, but he says, close your eyes and let me hold, let me walk with you. And take you wherever I want in the house. And you trust him. You trust him. And you say, I trust him. You claim to trust him. And you claim that you believe that he, what he says. So he takes you inside the house. And you stop and you say, no, there might be a hole there. You might, be, you might drop me into it. He said, but I know, I know everything about this house. You say, no, I don't, maybe not. What does that show? That you didn't believe him in the first place. Hakadha. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you really believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you truly believed in Allah then nothing from the rulings of the Sharia would ever put any doubt in your heart. And that's why everyone has a different level of Iman. Some people, they have complete submission to Allah. When Ibrahim was told, was told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّ أَسْلِمٌ Allah said to him, submit. What did he say? أَسْلَمْتُ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ I've submitted to Allah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, إِنَّ اللَّهِ يَأْمُرُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to, kill his, to, to, to slaughter his son Ismail. إِنِّي أَرَى فِي الْمَنَامِ أَنِّي أَذْبَحُكَ فَانْظُرْ مَاذَا تَرَى قَالْ يَا أَبَتِ فِعْلْ مَا تُؤْمَرْ He said to his son, I've seen in my dream that I'm slaughtering you. What should I do? He said, my father, do what you want. فَلَمَّا أَسْلَمَ So Ibrahim took his son, فَأَمَّا أَسْلَمَ وَتَلَّهُ لِلْجَبِينِ He threw him onto his, onto his forehead. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called him. He said, Ya Ibrahim, قَدْ صَدَّقْتَ الرُّؤْيَا خلاص, you've done your job. Submitted to Allah. Why did he, did he ask? Why? Why do I have to, I was waiting for my son all of these years. I never had a son. And then I was waiting all these years. And now you're telling me to slaughter him. And he didn't ask questions because he knew the ruling of Allah. He knew the ruling of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was best. The command of Allah, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was always best. And so that shows if a person now, everything is going to ask why, 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 why. What does he need to do? He needs to go back to his iman in the first place. Go back to, did you really believe in Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of rulers? How do you get to know that? You get to know the names and attributes of Allah. Look at the ayat of Allah, the Quran and the sunnah. Look at how clearly it is the truth. That when you understand that clearly it is the truth, what are you going to believe? That everything inside it is, is the truth. So therefore there's no room for you to question the Qur'an and the Sunnah or the rulings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So questioning and asking for the wisdom is different to questioning them. So a believer he has to submit. And then you can ask the wisdom for further knowledge, no problem. So the author he says, That the diya of the woman is half the diya of the man. Why though? What's the wisdom behind this now after we've already submitted to Allah and His Messenger? The wisdom behind this now is that, first of all, does this show that in Islam, the woman is less valuable than the man? No, it doesn't. Why? Because if the man kill, uh, uh, killed a woman, murdered a woman, then he's still executed for her. The blood is the same price. And the man killed the woman, it's executed for her. طيب, so what is the deer? The deer is the right of the family. It's not the, the right of the, the person who, who was killed. The one who was killed, they don't, they're not taking any of that money. The right of the deer is for the family. And when you understand that, you understand that the man is in Islam, in Islam, that the woman's command to stay at home, and the man is when, was told to provide. 
So therefore, when um, lo the, lo the loss of a man is loss of a provider. And the loss of a woman is loss of yeah, not someone who's a provider necessarily. So therefore, that's why in this, that's why the Islamic system is all round. And Allah says, وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنَّ to the women stay, stay at home. And He tells the, the men, وَبْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ Seek the, 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 the bounty of Allah and, and go out and earn for your family. And you have to, and we, we remember we've taken, we've taken in nafaqat that the man has to spend on the woman, right? The man has to spend on the woman. So from this we understand that the loss of a man is loss of a provider. Does that mean that we've lost someone who's more valuable? No. The man and the woman, they're not more, the man is not more valuable than the woman in terms of the price of their blood. Because with the, with the evidence that if a man, they, they, he killed one woman, then he's going to be executed for it, equal. Rather, if ten men, they killed one baby girl or young girl, they're executed as well. So therefore, we're not saying that the, the blood is different price. But because of the, number one, it's the ruling of Allah and we accept it. And number two, because the man is the provider. Alright? That's one of the, from the wisdoms behind that. Then he says, وَدِيَةُ الْيَهُودِيِّ وَالنَّصْرَانِيِّ ثُلُثُ دِيَةِ الْمُسْلِمِ that the dia of the, the Yahudi and the Nasrani is one third of the dia of the Muslim. And the dia of the Majusi is um, two thirds of a, of, a, of a tenth. Two thirds of a tenth. Yani 7.5% of the dia of a Muslim. Now, if someone is now he, he does jinaya, he commits a crime on someone's body parts. What is the dia for the body parts now? So he says, yadain, the two hands is the full dia. And if someone cuts off your hands, to both of them, then he has to pay the full dia. If you forgive him, of course. If, you, if, you, if he's not going to be, because there's no qisas, and you accept the dia, then you take the whole dia, which is 100 camels, right? Warrijilain, the two hands, the two feet, is full dia. The point, the. the um, the qaida here, the principle to remember the, these dia, the, 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 the prices of the um, body parts, is that anything that there is one of, then it's the full dia. And anything that there is multiple of, then all of them is the full dia. And each one of them is the amount that, that equals the dia. For example, you have two ears, right? Therefore, each is half. You have ten fingers, right? Therefore, each is huh? one tenth. One tenth. You have one nose, therefore, the whole nose is. The full dia. You have one tongue. Therefore the tongue is full dia. You have how many eyelids do you have? Four eyelids. Therefore, it's the four. So each one is a quarter. You understand? That's the principle when it comes to the diat of the body parts. So it says, والرجلين, the two feet is the full dia. والأنف, the nose is the whole dia. والأذنين, the two ears is the whole dia. والعينان, the two, the two eyes. Is the whole dia. والجفون الأربعة, the four eyelids, is the whole dia. واللسان is the full dia. والشفتين, the two the two lips, is the whole dia. وذهاب الكلام, if someone takes away also now the abilities as well. If someone takes away the ability, he doesn't take away the actual body part, but he takes away the ability of that body part. For example, he paralyzes someone. For example, someone is in a car, he hits someone, and because of that car crash, he becomes paralyzed. It's the full dia. Or he paralyzes one leg, then it's half the dia. Right? الكلام, he takes away his ability to speak. Someone he has a car crash, he hits in his brain, and that because of that hit in his, in his brain, he's not able to speak anymore. That's the full dia. Or to make someone blind, that's the full dia. Taking away someone's um, ability to hear is the full dia. The ability to smell is the full dia. Sanity, if someone's, you make someone insane, he loses his mind. 
full dia. With dhakar, the private part, the man's private part, it's the full dia if he cuts it off. Well, unthayin and the testicles, both of them, is the full dia. Tayyib? And wahakada, the principle that I told you guys, right? Tayyib. Wafil mudihati was sinni khamsu min al ibil. When it comes to the injury al mudiha, remember we mentioned that injuries, there's no, there's no qisas in it, right? There's no qisas in injuries other than the mudiha, which is when the. Hmm? When the bone shows, when the bone shows. Why? Because the bone can be, we can, we can we, the, the, in court, they can inflict the same punishment, the same pain. As for if it's just a general pain, then you're not guaranteed that you're going to inflict the same pain, therefore we don't do it. When the bone is shown after an injury, someone hits someone in his head and he gashes him in his head and that gash, it shows the bone, the bone is, is seen through it. If he doesn't say, okay, you have to do the same thing to that person, then the dia is five, five camels. And also the tooth. Each tooth is five camels. Each tooth is five camels. And there's a difference of opinion when it comes to the tooth. Each tooth, they say, is five camels until, unless a person takes away, takes off every, so one person's all of his tooth, all of his teeth. Someone, he hits someone and all of his teeth come out. Then we say it's the deer, the full deer, the full deer. And each tooth is five. وَفِي كُلِّ عُضْوٍ لَا مَنْفَعَةَ فِيهِ حُكُومَةٍ If there's any, any, as for any body parts where there is no benefit in it, then there is حُكُومَةٍ. What is that? حُكُومَةٍ is أَنْ يُقَوِّمَ الْمَجْنِيَّ عَلَيْهِ بِتَقْدِيرِ أَنَّهُ عَبْدٌ بَعْدَ الْإِنْدِمَالِ وَيُؤْخَذُ بِنِسْبَةِ النَّقْصِ مِنَ الْدِّيَةِ So, we say that if there is a body part now that hasn't got uh, a benefit. And I don't know an example of that. Tonsils, huh? Yes, Allah alam. They say that when that when that when that when someone takes off that from your body part, from your body, then a person is valued. If you were a slave, how much would you be worth? If you were a slave, how much would you be worth? And then how much would you be worth after that body part is taken off? So let's say you're worth hundred. With that body part taken off, you're worth ninety. Then your dear is ninety. Okay, it's called hukuma. Hmm. You know, I said uh, the deer is probably like both the arms are taken off with, they've already been paralyzed before the attack, and then both of them come off after that. But they've been paralyzed, so they don't have a use. No, 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 no. The arms, they have a use. As in if they're paralyzed? Even if they're paralyzed. They are taken off. If they're taken off, then it's deer of the arms. Mm-hmm. The deer of the arms are two. The whole, this is a full deer. They're both taken off. The deer of the slave is his value. وَعَبْدًا كَانَ أَوْ أَمَتًا Whether it be a slave man or woman. وَدِيَةُ الْجَنِينِ الْمَمْلُوكِ The deer of the uh, fetus in the slave. يعني a woman is pregnant, she's a slave woman and she's pregnant. Then her fetus, the deer, if someone hits her and she has a miscarriage, then it is عُشْرُ قِيمَةِ أُمِّهِ It's one-tenth of the value of the mother. نعم. And that is the diyat very quickly now. The, yeah, the deer of the hand of the woman is half the deer of the hand of a man. Always. 25. Yeah, 25. Half of the, uh, the deer of the man is always half the woman. Okay? Unless, until it goes, uh, until, unless it is um, less than one third. What I mean by that is that we have ten fingers, for example. Someone, one, one, one finger is how much? It's one tenth, right? So one tenth, the man and the woman are the same. Two fingers, man and woman are the same. Three the man and the woman are the same. Anything above three, then they become half. Okay? 
according to some scholars. Faslun fil qasamah. If there's a body part that it's called an injury, so you take it off. If you take it off, if the doctor takes off, if, if, doctor, if a doctor has to amputate a limb, yeah. then there's no deal for that because it's harming you. طيب فصل في القسامة نعم last question. No, then they talk, you give the permission to take off. No, no, then it's there. Without permission, it's there. في القسامة القسامة is a مسألة that is a bit hard to understand. And it's not normal, it's not a normal thing that happens. There's some, it's against Qiyas basically. Yani it's not something that goes in line with the norms of the Sharia. And the Sharia gave this a specific ruling. Qasama is basically if there are there is a there is a killing. There is a killing. And there is no evidence, there is no acceptable evidence in the Sharia in a court for who done the killing. But there is a loath. A loath is a, يعني قرينة. It's like um, an indication, not an evidence, but not an accept, not an acceptable evidence, but an indication of who done the killing. Then, when there is an indication, then the people who were killed, يعني the family of the one who was killed, they take that indication and they are allowed. If they think that indication is strong, they are allowed to go to a court of law, and they swear fifty times in front of the court that those people they done it. In the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if they do that, then those people who were sworn against, they have to pay the diya. Okay? And we're going to explain it. For example, an, a, 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 an indication of someone being killed, for example, was there is two tribes or two, two groups of people. They've always been fighting. Two families, they've always been fighting. Always been fighting. Then the one person from the, from the one family was found dead in the other family's area or in the other family's house. We don't know who done it though, right? So we say that this family, they will go to court and they'll do qasama, they will do khamsuna yameenan, they will swear 50 times about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that family, they done it, if, and then they would have to pay the dia for that. Is that clear? Hmm. Well, naturally, doesn't, um, uh, you know, an indication doesn't it naturally bring doubt anyway? Nah, that's why we said this is against the norms of the Sharia. Mm. And that's why that's why there's no execution in this as well. It's only dia. You have to pay the dia. That's it. So he says, وَإِذَا قَتَرَنَا بِدَعْوَ الْقَتْلِ لَوْثٌ If there is a claim that someone killed someone, and there is loath, there is an indication, but not a clear cut evidence. A loath is like, for example, the example I gave to you. Or for example, a one one. One trustworthy man. Is one trustworthy man acceptable witness in, in court? No, it has to be two. But there's one trustworthy man. Then this is a loath. This is an indication. Or for example, there is women. Are women acceptable in court when it comes to the shahada being witness for, for, for murder? They're not. They're, but there's women. They're not evidence, but they're loath. So therefore they can, uh, they can testify. No. What if the person can't pay the dia? If the person can't pay the dia, then they are waited for until they can pay for it. طيب. Um, so he says, that's Qasama. There is an indication that the court, they see that it shows, this indication is strong. It shows that they're, they're probably were, they, they probably were the people who killed them. 
even though there's no clear-cut evidence. But the, the Hakim, the judge, they say that this is um, most likely to be true. What did they say? Halaf al-Mudda'i khamsina yaminan. The one who, who claims, who, the one who was, the family who, was, who had the one who was murdered, they swear by Allah 50 times. And thereby, they are given the diyah. If there is no indication, then the family who are being accused, then they just say, Wallahi, we didn't do it. They swear by Allah that they didn't do it. Naam. And that is uh, how it happens. But let me give you the evidence for it. The evidence for it is Sahal ibn Abi Hathma. Sahal ibn Abi Hathma, it's a hadith narrated by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. He says, Intalaqa Abdullah ibn Sahal ibn Muhayyisat ibn Mas'ud ila Khaybar. Abdullah ibn Sahal and Muhayyisat ibn Mas'ud, they went to Khaybar, where the Jews they lived. Wahiyya yawma idhin sulh. And at that time, the Muslims and the Jews, they, were, they had a treaty. Fatafarraqa, so they split up. Fa'ata Muhayyisat ila Abdullah ibn Sahal. So Muhayyisat, he went to Abdullah ibn Sahal, wahuwa yatashahatu fi damihi. And he was... In his blood, being, it, was, it, was, it was basically on the floor, lying down, almost dead. His blood was spilling. And so he buried him, so he died. Then he went to Al-Madina. The two children of, 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 of Mas'ud. إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. They came to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فذهب عبد الرحمن يتكلم. عبد الرحمن he started to speak to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم about this matter. And so the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said كبر كبر. Wait, let the oldest one speak first. And that's an evidence that the eldest should be given precedence when it comes to speaking. وهو أحدث القوم. عبد الرحمن was the youngest. فسكت فتكلم. And so they both spoke. فقال أتحلفون وتستحقون دم قاتلكم أو صاحبكم. He said, would you, would you swear by Allah? The Prophet وسلم, said to them, to the two brothers, Muhayyisa and Huwayyisa, will you swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that uh, what happened and you'll be given the, the blood money of who the person who killed? Uh, they said, how can we swear by Allah when we didn't see it and we, didn't, we weren't witnesses for it? Then in that case, the Jews, they're going to swear by Allah 50 times that they didn't do it. And so, they won't say any, they won't, they won't, you won't be given anything. How are we going to take the oaths of the people who are disbelievers? So the Prophet from himself, meaning the ruler, he gave the diya. Okay? He gave the diya to that person. And that's what some scholars also mentioned to that answer. What, who, what happens if you don't have the money? Then the ruler can pay for the diya as well. The ruler pays for the diya. So this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he gave them the option to swear 50 times by Allah that they, these people, they were the ones who killed them because of the clear evidence that the Jews, they were enemies to the Muslims and he found them dead amongst those Jews. So therefore the Jews, they would have to, amongst themselves, the people of Khaybar, they amongst themselves, they would have to split up the diya and give it to Huwayyisa and Muhayyisa ibn Mas'udin who had their family member killed. Is that clear? That's Qasana. No, it has to be loath. It has to be an indication, a clear indication, or good indication, just below evidence. If it's not in a clear evidence, but it's an indication, then you're allowed to do that. Yeah, then you swear 50 times by Allah, but you can't now prove it. No, no, you say, Wallah, it is, it is them. So you have to be almost sure. You have to be sure. 
And for that, that's why, that's why uh, you can almost be sure though. If, for example, one man who you trust so much, you know he never lies in his life, he comes and tells you. In court, he's not acceptable. Even if the whole world, they know this person's trustworthy, he never lies. He tells you this, what, this is what happened. He's still not acceptable in court. But you can, by that time, are you now able to say, Wallahi, they've they, they done it? You are, because you know this person never ever lies. So, that's why he says, وَيَقَعُ بِهِ صِدْقٌ فِي النَّفْسِ You think that it's, all, you're, hunt, you, you, it's you're, you're sure that it's true. Then in that case, you swear by fifteen times by Allah, just to get the diya. But you don't get the qisas. So say for example that like, you are told that this is what happened, so you swear by Allah 50 times, and the other party said, no, Allah, we didn't do it. What happened there? Then there's no dia between them. No, and if, if they swear by Allah and there's a loath, if there's indication, yeah. and you swear by Allah, then they get the dia, even if they say we didn't do it. They get the dia. وَعَلَى قَاتِلِ النَّفْسِ الْمُحَرَّمَةِ Then we have now someone who kills someone by, by accident. Someone who kills someone by accident, then he has... The kafara, he has to pay the kafara. Because Allah says in the Quran, It is not befitting for a believer to kill a believer unless it's a mistake. Someone kills someone by mistake. Whoever kills a believer by mistake, then you have to free a believing slave. So he says, You have to free a believing slave. That has no deficiencies. If you cannot find the slave, like Allah says in the Quran, If you cannot do that, then you fast two months in a row at, as a repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's if a person does it by accident. So the the kafara of al-qatul al-khata, killing someone by accident, is what? Freeing a believing slave and the diya. If you cannot give the diya, Oh, the deer already know it. The deer already spoke about it. But you have to free a believing slave. If you cannot free a believing slave, then you fast two months in a row without breaking any day. And if you break any day, you have to start again. Yeah, min al ayub, no deficiencies. That's generally for all kafarat. Slave, you can't give a slave that has ayub in zihar and everything. It has to be slave salima min al ayub. And mu'min and a believing slave as well. Kitab al-Hudud. Now we're talking about the different the different um, laws in the Sharia that has punishments, different crimes in the Sharia that has specific punishments. Is that clear? Because in the Sharia we have things that are haram that don't have a specific punishment, and things that are haram that have a specific punishment. And we're going to go through those things that are haram that have a specific punishment in the dunya. And the fact that they have a specific punishment in this dunya shows that they are major sins. طيب. So Kitab al-Hudud, al-Zani. Number one is Zina. Al-Zina. Well, Zina, it is for a person to have sexual intercourse outside of marriage. For a person to have sexual intercourse outside of marriage. And it's two types. Al-Zina, al-Zani al-Muhsan, or al-Thayyib, or al-Muhsan al-Ghayr al-Muhsan. Yani you have the, the, the one who is, so it says, al-Zani ala darbain. The one who commits Zina is upon, is two different types. Muhsan wa ghayru muhsan. Ufal muhsan hadduhu rajim. The muhsan is the one who has been married before and they had consummated that marriage and it's a correct marriage. And they consummated a correct marriage. The muhsan is the one who's consummated a, a correct marriage. And they got married, then they yani slept with their husband and wife or wife and then they committed zina after that. Whether it be while still married or after married, if they get divorced. 
but they committed zina after that. That's muhsan. فحده الرجم. Then the uh, the punishment for for that is الرجم. It is for them to be stoned until they until they die. Because Umar al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu قال Umar al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu he said. إن الله تعالى بعث محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بالحق. The Prophet Allah subhanahu wa taala he sent the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم with the truth. وأنزل عليه الكتاب and he revealed to him the book meaning the Quran. فكان فيما أنزل عليه آية الرجم. From amongst the ayat that was revealed in the Quran was the ayah of رجم. فقرأناها ووعيناها. So we recited this ayah and we we understood it. ورجم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم and the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he stoned. Uh, someone, some people to death. وَرَجَمْنَا and we also stoned. وَإِنِّي خَشِيتُ إِنْ طَالَ الزَّمَانِ أَنْ يَقُولَ قَائِلٌ And I fear that if 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 time goes past, that someone may say, مَا نَجِدُ الرَّجِمِ فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ We don't find this ayah of rajim in the book of Allah. Where is the ayah of rajim in the book of Allah? It's not there. It's been abrogated. It was it was there at the time of the Prophet ﷺ for a small period of time. Then Allah subhanahu wa taala raised it up at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. So we're not saying someone deleted something from the Quran. Meaning at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, it was no longer uh, recited. As we know the whole concept of abrogation. An ayah will be revealed at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Then the Prophet ﷺ would say this is no longer an ayah from the, from the, from the Quran. Or the ruling is no longer apply, applicable in this ayah. For any reason. Yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only wanted that ruling to be applicable for a certain period of time. So he lifted up the ayah. Or he didn't want the ayah to be recited after that time. For example... From the ayah that they used to recite in the Quran is as uh, from the, the ayah of Rajim in the Quran that used to be in the Quran at the time of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was الشيخ والشيخ الشيخ والشيخ If the, the 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 two old men, the man or woman, they commit zina, then فرجموهما then they are stoned to death. Okay. So we have this, and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam only stoned four people. At the time in his life to death, and that is the Ghamidiyah, the woman who came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and she said, "Ya Rasulullah, I committed zina." And so the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam turned away from her, and she said it again, and so he turned away from her, and she said it again, and he turned away from her, and she said it again, and he turned away from, and said it again, and then he said, "Go." Uh, so he said, um, "The Prophet after four times, right? She admitted it four times." The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said. Is this lady crazy? Is she majnoon? Majnoona? Is she insane? So the, the people said no. So the Prophet said, Go and see if you're pregnant. If you're pregnant, then we'll see. And the Prophet did not want her to come back. So she went and she found out she was pregnant and she came back. And she told the Prophet. So the Prophet said, Go and give birth to your child. So she gave birth and she came back. Again, the Prophet said, if she didn't come back, she would have never been punished. She wanted to come back. She wanted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive her. So she came back. And then the Prophet said, go and breastfeed her for two years. And so she went. Two years later, came back. And the Prophet said, now, is she insane? They said, no. So they commanded for her to be uh, stoned. And so the Prophet when they were stoning, a man said, may Allah curse this person. So the Prophet said, do not say that. She has repented a repentance. If it was given to all of the people of Medina, it would be enough for them. All of the people of Medina, they, they, were, they repented the way she repented, it would be enough for them. It would be equal. And so that's the first person that was stoned. And the second one was the. Um, the uh, we're going to mention, inshallah. Uh, 
The second one was the, the farmer. The farmer who committed zina with the, with the girl. And so the, the farmer, she, the farmer, or the, the sorry, naam, she was, he was um, lashed, and she was muhsan, so she was uh, stoned. And then the last two were the two Jews, the two, two Jews, when they committed zina. And so the Jews, they came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and they said, what should we do with these two people who commit zina? So the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, what do you do in your own book? Yani what does the Jewish, the Torah, what does it say you should do? So they said, it says that we should blacken their faces yeah, and they get cold and put, make, their, make their faces dark and put them on donkeys and ride them around the city. That's what they said. That's what we, have to, we should do. So Abdullah ibn, uh, um, Abdullah ibn um, subhanAllah, the, 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 the companion who was Jew and he became Muslim, Abdullah ibn Salam, Abdullah ibn Salam, he said they're lying. He was a rabbi himself. He was Muslim, but he became Muslim. But he was a rabbi before. He said, they're lying. These Jews are people who are lying. But they have stoning in their own book. So they said, bring your book. So they brought the Torah, and they covered the ayah of Rajam. And they recited the, what was before it and what was after it. And so the Prophet said, lift your hand. So they lifted their hand, and under it was the ayah in the, in the Torah, saying that they should be stoned. So the Prophet said, according to your own book, that they should be stoned. So they were stoned to death, the two Jews, the man and woman. And so when they were being stoned, the Jewish man, he was protecting the woman from the stones. Even, even when they're about to be uh, executed. So the Prophet sallallahu done it four times in his life. Those were the four times, those four people. The, the two, two women and the man and the woman from the Jews. Uh, now. Going back to the woman that was, um, went back to the Prophet again and again and again, would it have been sufficient enough for her to have just gone one time and not come back again and it, ask for Allah's forgiveness? Naam, it would it be sufficient for her. So she went back, went and, and came back. It would be enough for her to, she, in the first place, what's better, first of all? For you to admit to it or for you to keep it quiet? It's for you to keep it quiet. And if someone commits zina, they shouldn't admit to it. They should not go to a court of law to admit for it. But she, because we know that when someone, the punishment is applied on them, we know that it is a kafara. It's an expiation for their sin that they've done. Someone does a sin and then the punishment is applied on them, then they're forgiven for that sin. Okay? So she wanted that sin to be forgiven for her. She felt so like the sin was so bad for her that she went again and again and again. If she only went once and she went back and she didn't admit to it again, then she would never have been punished. She came again and again and again. So that is uh, the ruling for that. So he says, Muhsan wa ghayr Muhsan. rajim. It is for them to. Well, uh, Muhsan is that they are stoned to death. Wa ghayr Muhsan. And the one who is not Muhsan, the one who is not. Um, Muhsan, yani they were never. What do you mean that they're not Muhsan? And they never married, or they never consummated their marriage. They were never, they never consummated their marriage, even if they were married and they never consummated it, and then they committed zina. Then it's considered to be غير muhsan. What's the punishment for that? حد جلدة وتغريب عام is that they are punished, they are whipped, lashed, hundred times, and they are told to leave the city for one year. The تغريب عام one year. And the evidence for that is Allah Prophet Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, وزاني وزانيته. That each one of them, they should be lashed 100 times and they should be They should be taken away from the city for one year because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said That when, a woman, a woman, when someone who is a virgin, they commit zina, they are... Uh, Whipped, lashed 100 times, and they are taken away from the city for one year. Uh, you know, someone might say that, yeah, it's, 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 uh, ordering 
stoning have been abrogated, so why does it still apply now? Because we have in the hadith, the only thing that was abrogated was the ayah. As for the actual application of the of the um, stoning, then it was not abrogated. Because with the evidence that the Prophet ﷺ done it, and the companions after him done it. And if it was abrogated, then they would have never done it. طيب. طيب. So if someone now is committing to be a, a Zan al-Muhsan, for them to, to have committed um, Zina, whilst they are Muhsan, they are being, so they're going to be stoned. From the conditions of that, is that they, أن يكون عالما بالتحريم. They must know that it's haram. فلا حد على من جهله. So there's no had on the one who didn't know that it's haram. For example, a new Muslim just became Muslim yesterday. He didn't know zina was haram. In that case, that person is not punished like that. And for example, another another condition is that they, I, the evidence is proven that they have done it. What's the evidence for zina? There's two evidences. Number one is al qrar. They admit it, like the woman should admitted it. And the second, and, and 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 there was, and the second one is that they have four witnesses that see, as they say, they see the pen enter into the ink, as they say. That's what they, that's the, exactly, and the person has to see exactly what happened. To the point that there was two, and there was, there was four people who went to Umar bin Khattab and saying, oh no, no, sorry. Naam, for an example will be that if, for example, someone, there are four people who say we saw it, and they say we saw the exact same thing, but one of them they say, we saw it in that corner, and the other three they say, no, it was that corner. Then what happens? Is unacceptable. There's shak because there is doubt, and all four of them are lashed. Why? Because they slandered the person. He didn't prove that they committed zina. No. They shouldn't have said it then. If it, if it was true, you shouldn't have said it. You shouldn't be a witness for zina. The Sharia does not come to inflict this punishment. But if someone does, four people, they do witness it and they do it because there's, for example, they, it was so bad that someone done it in public. Well, then in that case, no problem. Those four people, they've seen it in public. Then that, those two people who committed zina in public have no shyness. They deserve to be punished. Then in that case, you go to the court. Like if they've done it in, pri- pub, in private, then four people, they enter into the door. And one of them, they, يعني, they've done it in private. It's a private sin. They're not doing it out in public. Yeah. So you should have kept quiet. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a city as well. Same, it'll be a city as well. Like in some countries, they, from my notes, Saudi Arabia, I think they do it outside of the country. Or outside the city, sorry. Uh, is the distance just for the, uh, the amount it takes for a traveler? Nah, the distance is the amount that for a traveler that you have to leave for one year. Now, nah, last question. Um, you said um, that you shouldn't witness for dinner. So, say for example, like four people saw it, and then three people are trying to go to the judge and say, yeah, we saw it. And they're trying to get the other guy to come and testify, and he don't want to testify. So what happened? That's it. Then those three are lashed. Those three should they they lashed. Unless they have four willing people who are coming to testify, then those three are going to be lashed. Four and we're going to take qadf next, inshallah, or soon, inshallah. طيب وشرائط الإحصاء إحصان. نعم ناس كشتن. So you said if it's committed, for example, if three people say they saw it in one place and another person says they saw it in another place. What if it was happened in both places and they're both correct? Those people are all correct. No, if if he they says that they have to match the story. They have to match story, yeah. Story has to be matched, basically. So it's almost that it's sort of one place. Naam. So what who, who makes a person to be a muhsan someone who's going to be who's consummated the marriage? It is Al Bulugh, number one, at the age of puberty. So a person who's below the age of puberty is not considered to be muhsan. Well he has to be sane. 
So someone who's insane is not considered to be muhsan. Well, hurriya, they have to be free. So someone who is a slave is not considered to be muhsan. So if a slave commits zina, they're not punished like that. وَوُجُودُ فِي نِكَاحٍ صَحِيحٍ And this person, he had consummated a marriage, a correct marriage. In that case, when all of these four conditions are present, then that person is considered to be muhsan. وَالْعَبْدُ وَالْأَمَةُ حَدُّهُمَا نِصْفُ حَدِّ الْحُرُّ That the slave, the slave man and woman, their punishment is half the punishment of a free person. Yani if a slave commits zina, they're not lashed 100 times, they are lashed 50 times. That's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ خَشِيَ الْعَنَةَ مِنْكُمْ Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for, for, Allah says in the Quran, is in, in the book, uh, then the, the slave woman, if you commit zina, then she gets half of the punishment of the one who commits a free person who commits zina. Then he says, Now we have two different rulings. We have the ruling of al-liwat. Wal-liwat, it is to have uh, for a person to, um, to commit the evil sin of the people of Lut. The people of Lut. Uh, that's why it's called Al-Liwat. The people of Lut, that they commit that sin of having um, يعني, uh, homosexual activity, basically, for someone to enter someone from the back. Yeah. So it's not just, I thought it was uh, sodomy, it doesn't just count between two people of the same gender. No, yeah, it's two people of the same gender. That's what I mean by Al-Liwat. So homosexual. Two people from the same gender, yeah. They go, enter, enter from the back. That is Al-Liwat. And to do that to an animal. For someone to do that to an animal. I think what he meant was, like, if you enter the back with your wife. Then that's haram, but it doesn't come under this. What's it called? What? For a wife? Yeah. That has a punishment. It hasn't got a punishment yet. This is Allah. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has cursed the one who, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has cursed the one who who comes to their wife from the back. That's cursed. It's a dirty sin. Like it's not liwat. It doesn't take the same rule. Liwat has a certain punishment. Liwat is for um, a man with a man. Naam. And not for a woman for a woman. Only man for a man. Liwat. According to the Shafi'i Madhab and the Hanbali Madhab, and the majority of the scholars, they say the ruling of the person who commits liwat is the same as zina. So if there's muhsan, then it's stoning. And if they are not muhsan, then it is uh, lashed. They are lashed. And that's the opinion of. Uh, some of the scholars, and this is the Hanbali and Shafi'i Madhab. The other opinion, which is to me to be more correct, Wallahu alam, is that the punishment of the person who commits al-liwat is execution straight away. Because of the hadith that was narrated by al-Nasai in his Sunan, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهُ مَنْ يَفْعَلُوا فِعْلَ إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُوهُ يَفْعَلُوا فِعْلَ قَوْمِ لُوطٍ فَقُتُلُوا الْفَاعِلَ وَالْمَفْعُولَ بِهِ If you see two people doing the action of قوم لوط, then the, both the one who's doing it and the one who's being done upon, both of them are executed. And this is the qada, the, the ruling that was given by Ibn Abbas and Jama'atun min al-Sahaba, some of the uh, scholars, uh, they gave this ruling, Wallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala alam. Then they just differed on how they executed now. Are they executed through the sword? Some of them mentioned that. Are they executed through stoning? Some of them mentioned that. And some of them they mentioned that they're thrown off a building, just like the people of Lut, they were. فَجَعَلْنَا عَالِيَهَا سَافِلَهَا the, 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 the city was made, was brought up and enthroned. Therefore, they were, Ibn Abbas said that they were thrown off a, of a building. Would you have to pay dia for self-defense? No, you don't have to pay dia for self-defense, as we mentioned last week. And we're going to come to that, inshallah. If you witnessed a killing and you didn't do anything, would you pay dia? No, if you witnessed a killing and you didn't do anything, then you're not, you're not, you're not 
held responsible for that killing. Now, did you mention for a woman to woman? I just said. You were listening, no? No, no, I was asking later on. For example, if there's homosexual activity, but it's not an actual act, there's something less. If you get what I'm trying to say. anything that's less it doesn't come to that ruling. It has to be the actual act. Tayyib. That's the next sentence. Whoever does a sexual activity other than the private part, yani the private part entering into the private part, any other sexual activity, then the, the judge punishes them with ta'zir. What's ta'zir again? Discretion of the judge. The discretion of the judge. He chooses how the person is punished. Okay? So any other sexual activity is by that. That's because the man who came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said, "Ya Rasulullah, I went to the end of a Medina and I saw a woman and I done stuff with her, but I didn't commit zina." The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said he kept quiet and the ayah was revealed. أقم الصلاة لدلوك أقم الصلاة وأقم الصلاة طرف النهار وزلف من الليل. Establish the salah from the morning and in the night. إن الحسنات يذهبن السيئات. Because the good deeds they take away those bad deeds. That shows that that such an act was something that be that there is no. Punishment, punishment specific for. Yeah. What if, like, you do that act? Yeah, if someone does that act. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't need to zina. Mm. It's like, you're saying, what's left? Like, what would be the. Naam. If someone does the sexual act other than zina and it's in the month of Ramadan, then again, the judge is according to the judge's discretion. And obviously, because it's in the month of Ramadan, the judge will probably make the punishment worse. Yeah, and then there's no punishment, there's no judge, that's why you have to do hijrah. Yeah. Is the judge allowed to choose execution? The difference of opinion amongst the scholars on that. Is the judge allowed to choose execution for ta'zir? Oh, wallahu alam, they can. They can. Wallahu alam. Yeah. Yeah. Last question. For this? Yes. No. The, for, for, for any act below zina, it doesn't need four witnesses. If a person admits to it, or there's two witnesses. According to this opinion, they say that you cannot, the ta'zir cannot be the least of the hudud. The least hudud is 40 lashes. Is 40 lashes, and that's for drinking alcohol or getting drunk. That's 40 lashes. So therefore, ta'zir cannot go past 40 lashes according to this opinion. And the other opinion is that it can, wallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala, a'lam. لا يجلد في أحد نعم نعم and the hadith that they bring is لا يجلد أحد فوق عشرة أصوات إلا في حد من حدود الله that no one is allowed to be lashed more than ten times unless it's a had from the حدود of Allah so that that shows that the, therefore the تعزير cannot be more than ten right that's according to that their understanding of the hadith the other understanding of the hadith is حد من حدود الله أي حرام من حرمات الله anything that is haram meaning you cannot hit someone more than 10 other than unless they do something haram for example a child you're not allowed to hit your child more than 10 times if they have a sweet you're allowed to you're allowed to you know tap them like that you're allowed to do that more than 10 you're not allowed unless they do something haram then that is ta'zir that's the judge to do that's according to that like that's according to that's the stronger opinion wallahu alam is that it can be more than 10 ta'zir can be with execution according to the judge's discretion no uh, if you have the power to stop it, then yes, you get a sin for you to do Doesn't the siyaq, the, the hadith, specify the had, meaning of had there? What's the siyaq? You know, you said about um, if it's if 
لا يجلد يجلد جلد. جلد. So, جلد. Any جلد. Is there any jeld other than uh, zina? Did, I, did your parents not get the belt out and jeld you? No. Did they not? So is that considered jeld? jeld. Okay. So there's no hitting other than? So what's the actual thing that's used for jeld in like? Jeld. It's a salt. A salt. Leather salt. Salt. It's leather and it shouldn't be too big and shouldn't be too thick and shouldn't be too thin. It's in the middle. يعني. So it's supposed to like cause like... Uh, Harm, yeah. It's supposed like, uh, to... Flesh you can cause a flesh cut. No, it can cause a flesh cut. No. The ruling on قذف. Now we're talking about the next punishment. So we finish dinner, right? Now we're talking قذف. قذف is to accuse a person who is innocent of zina. To accuse a person who is innocent of zina. They never committed zina. And to accuse them of zina or al-liwat. Clearly or not clearly. You guys got that? To accuse a person who did not commit zina of zina or liwat. Clearly or unclearly? If it is clearly, then it is, for example, to say, you are a zani. You are a person who commits zina. You are, and the words in English, whatever words they have in English, okay? To clearly say this person commits zina, whether it be a man or woman. Or liwat, homosexual, for example, you say, you say that. Right? Then this is considered to be قذ. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَالَّذِينَ يَرْمُونَ الْمُحْصَنَاتِ الْغَافِلَاتِ وَالَّذِينَ يَرْمُونَ الْمُحْصَنَاتِ الْغَافِلَاتِ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ لُعِنُوا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ Those people who accuse the chaste women of committing zina then they're cursed in the dunya and the akhirah. And from amongst these things are things that are quite simple. For example, Imam Malik mentions in his Muwatta Imam Malik in Muwatta They mention a story of Umar al-Khattab A man, he said my mother and my father are not people who commit zina. My mother and my father are not people who commit zina. Umar ibn Khattab heard about this. So he went to the people of Badr, his council. He asked them about this. They said, did he not find anything else other than, to, than that to praise his parents with? And he, that's the only way he could praise his parents. So they gave him the punishment of qadr. Because, he, why, why is he saying such a thing? Because it, it is talmih. It is alluding that they, they committed zina. To say, that my, my mom and my dad, just to praise them, they didn't commit zina, yani. But why would you say that? Unless it's in, in the siyak of defense, for example, in the context of defense, for example, that's different. Like, and therefore, for example, things that happen in social media today, people could say that this girl is this and that, or you're this and that, or this man is this and that, all of these things, they are scary and dangerous words that a person should be scared of. And Allah says, those people who accuse these people of zina, they're cursed in the dunya and the akhirah. So a person needs to hold their tongue back from such uh, words. And the evidence for it is, The punishment for it is that a person is whipped 80 times. Because Allah says in the Quran, those people who accuse people of zina, and they don't bring four witnesses, then they are lashed. Uh, 80 times each and the situation will be for example if someone in a court goes to court and accuses someone of zina and the evidence that they have is not sufficient then they are lashed so it's better for them to keep quiet no. uh, what's the punishment for 80 lashes 
اي نعم وي كم تو نون مسلم دونت كاونت يعني نون مسلم دونت كاونت طيب واذا قذف واذا قذف غيره بالزنا فسمون اكوز سمون اوف زنا اند لواط از وول فعليه حد القذف ذن ذي ار بانيش ذا بانيشمنت اوف قذف وشرائطه ثمانيه ذا كونديشنز ار ايت ثلاثه في القاذف ثري اوف ذيم ار ذا وان هو از اكوزينج ان يكون بالغا عاقلا نمبر 1 از ذات هي از بالغ at the age of puberty number two is عاقل and he's sane يعني if someone who's not the age of puberty and they say something they're not accountable for what they say عاقل he's sane يعني if someone is insane then they're not accused they're not punished they're not uh, يعني accountable for their, what they say وألا يكون والد والد المقذوف and he can't be a father and if a father accuses his son of zina then he's not considered to be قذف why? just because if, they, if the father the, the father is not executed for the son therefore he's not going to be punished for for the son as well is he sinning though? Yes, he's still sinning. وَخَمْسَةٌ فِي الْمَقْذُوفِ And there are five conditions for the one who's been accused. أَنْ يَكُونَ مُسْلِمًا Number one, he has to be Muslim. And if he's a kafir, then there's no qadth there. عَاقِلْ Is it allowed though? Just because he's a kafir, you're not allowed to say it. You're not allowed to say it if it's a lie. If it's a lie, you're not allowed to say it. عَاقِلًا He's sane. حُرًا He's free. عَثِيثًا And they have never committed zina. And I said, وَيُحِدْ That's five, huh? مُسْلِمْ بَالِغْ عَاقِلْ حُرْ ويحد الحر ثمانين والعبد أربعين. that the one who does such a thing now they commit قذف then they are lashed eighty times and the slave is lashed forty times. so if a slave does قذف then he's lashed forty times. why? because the قاعدة in حدود according to the four imams أيمة الأربعة is that the عبد the slave gets half of the punishment of the free person. the slave gets half the punishment of a free person. so the free person is double the punishment. طيب. And that's all according to the four imams As opposed to Ibn Hazm Rahimahullah Ta'ala Who says no The abd and the slave and the free person is the same Except in zina Because we have a clear-cut ayah But Allahu Alam They say the four imams They say it's half all the time وَيَسْقُطُ حَدُّ الْقَذْفِ بِثَلَاثَةِ أَشْيَاءِ طيب Now if someone does He does قَذْف Then the punishment is uplifted for, by three things إِقَامَةِ الْبَيِّنَةِ Number one is That he brings proof he brings four witnesses to say, I'm telling the truth, that person did commit zina. Then in that case, there's no qadf on them. المقذوف, or the maqdhuf, the one who is accused of zina, they forgive that person. Then he's not punished. Why? Because qadf is a right of the human being. Therefore, he's allowed to forgive it. As opposed to the rights of Allah. Some punishments, they're the rights of Allah. So you can't forgive. For example, someone drinks alcohol. Can someone say, I forgive you, you're not going to get punished for the drinking alcohol. No, it's the right of Allah. Someone's stealing. Is the right of Allah or what right of the one who's stolen from? Right of Allah. It's the right of both, but it's the right of Allah. Therefore, there's no forgiveness. You can't forgive someone. And if if you if someone steals someone steals from me, I take it to court, Islamic court, an Islamic country, and the judge hears about it. Then I say, No, I forgive him. The judge can't forgive. He has to give the punishment. So but qadf is the right of the one who was accused because the Sharia came to preserve the people's honor. The Sharia came from the principles of the Sharia that is came to it has come to preserve the people's honor. The Prophet sallallahu he said in Hajjatul Wada when he was on the tenth of Dhul Hijjah, Yom Al Nahar in in Arafah or in Mecca. Sorry, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, Inna amwalakum wa aradakum wa inna amwalakum wa dimaakum wa aradakum your wealth and your blood and your honor haramun alaykum the haram for everyone anyone you can't touch someone else's money without any right. You can't touch someone else's blood without any right. And you cannot touch someone else's honor without any right. Just like today is a sacred day. The day of 
Nahar, 10th of Dhul Hijjah is a sacred day, right? Yawm al-Nahar is Eid, the second Eid. Kayhurmati yawmikum hadha, the greatest day in the year. Fi baladikum hadha in this place, where are we? In Mecca. Fi shahrikum hadha in this month of Dhul Hijjah, which is one of the sacred months. Just like that, your honor is sacred. That's why the Sharia came to protect the honor of the human being. From amongst the ways that it came to protect their honor is by not allowing anyone to accuse them of Al-Qadh, of Qadh. It came to protect the honor of the Muslim. Just like, for that reason, it's not allowed to uh, accuse someone of such a thing. Remember we said Al-Li'an, you guys remember Li'an? If a man catches his wife committing zina, then he accuses, him, accuses her of zina. Then he has to be punished for accusing, unless he does Li'an, which is he swears by Allah four times, and the fifth time he says, may the curse of Allah be upon me if I'm lying. Yeah. في حد شارب المسكر. Should we take that? Alcohol. You guys seem tired, huh? Don't look tired. Carry on. في حد شارب المسكر. The one who drinks something that is intoxicant. The one who drinks an intoxicant. The one who drinks an intoxicant. Drinking intoxicant is haram, and it's one of the major sins. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَاجْتَنِبُوا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَوْ يُهُوا بِإِمَانٍ إِنَّمَا الْخَمْرُ وَالْمَيْسِرُ وَالْأَنصَابُ وَالْأَزْلَامُ رِجِسٌ مِّنْ عَمَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ That this alcohol and all these other things, they are evils from the evils of shaitan. فَاجْتَنِبُوهُ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ So stay away from it so that you may be successful. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in the hadith لَيَكُونَنَّ مِنْ أُمَّتِي أَقْوَام who make halal, alcohol, and silk, or oh, sorry, silk, and alcohol, and musical instruments. And that shows that, originally therefore it is haram. Only for the husband, that's for her to protect herself. He's talking about. I think he's talking about to accuse to start the line. Mm. So therefore we find that alcohol is haram. If someone drinks alcohol, then he says, If someone drinks alcohol or something that gets them drunk. By the way, this thing that gets someone drunk, what is khamr? Khamr is kullu ma khamr al-aql. Anything that covers the mind. Anything that covers the mind is called khamar. Kullu ma khamar al-aql. Yani ala wajhi tarab. But in a way of enjoyment. Someone who intoxicates his mind through enjoyment. As opposed to what? Medicine. Someone takes a um, general anesthetic, for example, to sleep. It, got, it covers their mind, right? They no, longer, they no longer have control over their mind. But they do it for, not, not for enjoyment, but they do it for sleep or for medicine, then it's not considered to be khamar. Khamar is kullu ma khamar al-aql ala tarab. Anything that covers the mind with uh, the intention of enjoyment. So whoever does take that, whether it be uh, alcohol, a drink, or whether it be drugs, then they come under this ruling of al, um, they come under this ruling of um, drinking alcohol and so they get this punishment. What is the punishment? No. Um, and I was speaking to my friend about it, and he was telling me that like, well, it doesn't make them drowsy, and it makes them sleepy. So he was telling me um, it helps me sleep. 
Yeah. Right, what do they do it for? Yeah, I need to do it. It makes them sleepy, but I think it's a bit of enjoyment as well. Yeah. And helps and No doubt, it seems like a, yeah, no one's gonna drink it just to get. No one's gonna drink something just to, yeah, yeah I need to sleep. Unless they want to go sleep, yeah, yeah. they don't gonna drink it outside and sleep. Yeah. It's not medicine that's meant for sleep. It's syrup. They're supposed to drink one spoon and they drink a whole bottle. No. Allah If it comes under the definition, it comes under the definition. I gave you definition, then you guys can apply it. Inshallah, Taala. طيب ومن شرب خمرا او نعم حسن نعم does the medicine have to be prescribed by a doctor if they take this medicine and it's not with the intention of enjoyment and it takes away their mind then it's not considered to be خمر for example sleeping medicine for example طيب ومن شرب خمرا او شرابا مسكرا whoever drinks alcohol or anything that Intoxicate them. Hud arba'in, then they are lashed 40 times. What's to punish them for them? They are lashed 40 times. وَيَجُوزُ أَنْ يَبْلُغَ بِهِ ثَمَانِينَ عَلَى وَجْهِ التَّعْزِيرِ And the, the leader, he's allowed to, or the judge, he's allowed to make it into 80 punishments. Add 40, and he's allowed to add 40 عَلَى وَجْهِ التَّعْزِيرِ for ta'zir. You guys know what ta'zir is, right? He's allowed to make it 80. Why? Where does he bring that from? Because they have the hadith that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam jalad arba'in. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he whipped for someone who became drunk 40 times. And the one who, and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu also, whipped for the person who became drunk 40 times. And then Umar, he done 40 and then he added up to 80. And we also have the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he uh, commanded for the person who drank alcohol to be hit generally. So some of the companions, they'll take off their shoes and they would, they would hit that person. Upstairs, brothers, can you, uh, brothers upstairs, please, please stop making noise. The, the Prophet ﷺ commanded them just to hit them. So, so based on this, some of the scholars, they said that it is not a punishment, it's not a had, it's ta'zir. Whoever drinks alcohol, it's according, it's ta'zir, according to the discretion of the ruler. Wallahu a'lam, some scholars, they mentioned that. But what is safe is to stick what the, to what the companions they done. And that is either 40 and go up to 80 as a maximum. Wallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala a'lam. وَيَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ بِأَحْحَدِ أَمْرَيْنِ If one of these two things are found, then this is when the punishment is. So what's the evidence that someone drank alcohol? Two things. Number one, بِالْبَيِّنَةِ Evidence. Someone, two people, two just male witnesses, they saw him drink it and they came to court and they, they testify. Then this بَيِّنَةِ أو إقرار أو الإقرار أو he admits to it. He said, I drank alcohol. I don't want the punishment on me. Then he's punished. وَلَا يُحَدُّ بِالْقَيْءِ وَالِسْتِنْكَاحِ And this is the opinion of Imam al-Shafi'i that you don't get punished for vomiting out. Someone vomits out alcohol. Someone is there and he vomits out and you see his alcohol there. Or istinkah, someone's mouth, it smells of alcohol. Is he punished? Or for example, if his beard is full of alcohol, is he punished? Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala and a lot of the scholars, rather I think it's the majority of the scholars, they say you don't, you're not punished. The opinion of Imam Malik and Ibn Taymiyyah in his siyasa sharia, they say that he is punished because it is an almost clear-cut evidence. Wallahu alam, he is not punished because we have the qaida which is what? That if there is a doubt, then don't, don't, don't apply the punishments. And we don't know, maybe this person was forced to drink alcohol. Maybe he accidentally drank it. From the stories that was told by, to us by Sheikh Abdul Salam al-Shu'i'ah, he's one of his mashayikh, one of his teachers, who came out to the class, and he came into the class and he was a bit different. So, <laughs> the, they said to Sheikh, so when he went home, 
he looked into the into the when he drank and he found that this was juice back in the days didn't have the fridge it was juice that was left for more than three days and when juice is left for more than three days it becomes alcohol as the prophet sallallahu said that you shouldn't drink anything that's left for three days that's what we're talking about natural juices get literally the juice put it in water i want to talk about today with preservatives that's different they can they leave it there and so he drank that and he came to the class and he was in that state so therefore yeah, and someone might have drank it by accident you don't know so therefore Allahu alam he's not punished for such a situation the next lesson inshallah ta'ala we're going to take the thief the last thing that i want to say is that all of these punishments are only for the islamic government no one else is allowed to apply these punishments no one is allowed to pun- apply these punishments anyone who applies these punishments in a non in this country for example or any other country or in any other place without the permission of the ruler the muslim ruler in his country in his in that same country that the ruler is ruling then he's a sinner and he's not allowed to do such a thing inshallah ta'ala hopefully maybe next lesson we'll go through hopefully inshallah ta'ala we'll go through after the lesson Maybe we have like 40 minutes of the lesson and then we go through some mannerisms of student knowledge but through the book of Ibn Jama'ah inshallah ta'ala bi'idhinillah ta'ala we'll end it there and take questions wallahu alam wa sallallahu ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen